Well, to be frank, uh, we were thinking about doing more of an online scene. We'd been in-person dog trainers in New England for over a decade. And uh, we were thinking of transitioning more to online. And then, you know, COVID hit and everyone was just scrambling to make anything work. So the podcast was kind of an uh, and originally going to be just a voice for an online business. And now it's just kind of become a thing that we both enjoy. Um, like I said, we're going to hit our 100th episode early October. And we're just trying to give some good advice to pet owners that are out there looking for some legitimate things that will help them help their dogs. It helps our in-person clients. Not only does it build legitimacy outside of our reputation, but it gives them some other tidbits to think about that we're not going to be talking about when we see them. So the podcast, the way it started and the way it's going is a little bit different, but we love it. We enjoy it. Um, you guys are all about the chowder and the soups and ours is filmed above a cigar studio. So Scott's always <laughs> busting out a cigar and like, you know, it's a little bit crazy that way. Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherilyn. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of Chatting Over Chowder. I am Bethany. And I'm Sherilyn. And we are the dynamic duo behind Crackers and Soup, which is a podcast production company and Chatting Over Chowder. Today we have with us Jess Williams. Jess Williams! Hi guys, thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. We're so excited to have you because somehow, someway, we've created season two as people who have different types of podcasts. So you're like perfection. (laughs) And let me tell the people why you are perfection. So by that, I'm going to read your bio. Okay. Let's let's read up who you are. So Jess Williams graduated from the University of Michigan with a Bachelor of Science degree focusing on animal behavior. Since the age of three, Jess has surrounded herself with dogs and has truly loved every moment of it. She's been competing and performing with her dog for over 15 years. For four years, she toured with two largest canine production companies in the world and has also produced numerous events herself over the past decade. In 2008, Jess even appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show as an advocate of animal welfare. And while canine entertainment has given her and her dogs many opportunities, Jess has always found her true passion through training. She has taught classes at numerous facilities in Michigan, Colorado, Minnesota, and Massachusetts, and has also presented various seminars on dog training across the country. Her clientele ranges from first-time pet owners to competitive trainers because her techniques appeal to such a broad audience. In addition to her in-person business, Jess and her husband, Scott, are almost on their 100th episode of their very own podcast, The Quirky Dog. Scott and Jess also collaborate on in-person training together to give their clients the best results possible. Jess Williams, that's who you are. Look at you doing all the things. <laughs> even had an Oprah shout out in there. <laughs> Opie, what up, Oprah? What up? <laughs> we jumped rope together with the dog. I did a little, hey, Oprah, you want to jump in on this one? So it was even a fun episode to do with Oprah as so well. So did she take her shoes off or did she jump in the pumps? <laughs> the dog jumped. She held the rope. Oh, so. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ellen may be more of our jump roper than Oprah if we're going to see who's going to be jumping rope live. See, you have to get on the Ellen show quick because she is ending her <laughs> I show. Know, she's out. 
She's out. So you need to be like, hey, Ellen, before you go, you need to jump (laughs) rope with my dog. (laughs) By the by. (laughs) So you are so intriguing and so interesting. And you have such a long history with animals and with dogs and their behavior. How did you get, how did you just think, you know what? I need to create a podcast with this. Come on, Scott, let's do this. Well, to be frank, uh, we were thinking about doing more of an online scene. We'd been in-person dog trainers in New England for over a decade. And uh, we were thinking of transitioning more to online. And then, you know, COVID hit and everyone was just scrambling to make anything work. So the podcast was kind of an uh, an originally going to be just a voice for an online business. And now it's just kind of become a thing that we both enjoy. Um, like I said, we're going to hit our 100th episode early October. And we're just trying to give some good advice to pet owners that are out there looking for some legitimate things that will help them help their dogs. It helps our in-person clients. Not only does it build legitimacy outside of our reputation, but it gives them some other tidbits to think about that we're not going to be talking about when we see them. So the podcast, the way it started and the way it's going is a little bit different, but we love it. We enjoy it. Um, You guys are all about the chowder and the soups and ours is filmed above a cigar studio. So Scott's always (laughs) busting out a cigar and like, you know, it's it's a little bit crazy that way, but we enjoy it. It's only a 20 to 30 minute show and it's a fun thing that we do as a couple. And basically we just want to impart some of the knowledge that we've gained over the years and things we're still learning to the public because people need to hear that it's not just them that's having a hard time. Dogs aren't easy. And especially now that we've all been living at home with our dogs for, you know, a year or so, it can more behavioral problems can develop and everything else. So we want to help people who own dogs to feel less stress and just to feel better about their lives. And like there's some handy solutions out there. It's not going to take, you know, six years to fix something. It's amazing. And the Quirky Dog Podcast, I honestly, I love it so much. I've obviously known you guys from before you started the podcast because uh, Scott and Jess are also my dog trainers for my first dog, Charlie, and then now my second dog, Sage. And the podcast actually really helped me when I was um, looking to get Sage. So when I was trying to figure out whether or not we wanted a second dog, I listened to your episodes where you talked about you know, getting a second dog and incorporating yeah. that. And then when you guys talked about rescues and how to choose a right, the proper rescue dog for yourself, all of that stuff was so helpful. And anyone who ever has like a new puppy or anything, I recommend the podcast and I'm like, go on canine healing just because it is so, it's such valuable information. And then you and Scott together are just such a, a fun duo and the way you guys <laughs> go back and forth I think it makes it so entertaining and so knowledgeable it makes you see a different perspective that you didn't really understand at first and it really helps you see the dog that a lot of your issues it's it's you and how you're training your dog rather than it being like oh my dog is stupid and my dog knows nothing um so yeah, that I that introspection can be hard sometimes for people but it is true <laughs> and I I have to give you a shout out you are a great dog owner and you and your husband have been doing a great job with your dogs and you enjoy the training which is nice because if you want to work with the dogs then you're going to get a lot better results than if you just put in an hour or so a week so kudos to you as well and I appreciate the kind words about the quirky dog we like it too <laughs> and Bethany knows because I'm always talking about my dog and everything new that I'm doing with my dog. So she she gets an earful <laughs> all the time. I'm sorry, Bethany. So yeah, so, <laughs> so it's such an ongoing joke that like, 
Sherilyn's dogs are more well behaved than my children. <laughs> because Charlie will actually close the door after himself where my children will not. <laughs> um, and she is such not only a phenomenal trainer from the work that she's done with you guys with her own dogs, but she's so loving and she's so caring and it that just comes across with everything that Sherline does, but even more so with her pops. Like those are her babies. I think the only time <laughs> that I would really see Sherline pop off is if somebody tried to mess with her dogs. <laughs> <laughs> like I think if somebody tried to like hurt Arvid, she'd be like, meh, you know. He'll handle himself. Whatever. But if you tried to go after Sage, like that's when the crazy buddy was gonna come out and like there's going to be hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> I also love what you had to say and how you intertwine your podcast with your business, which is so important and what we recommend so much on Crackers and Soup when we're working with our clientele, because you are at such an advantage where you can say to your clientele, why don't you listen to this first? When you come in for training, you reiterate to me what you heard, and then we can work on those steps together. It invites them to be a part of the training before you even get an opportunity to meet them or they're a pop in the, in the circumstance. So it's so smart that you and your husband decided that this is not only going to be a passion that we talk about, but we're going to incorporate into our business and share this with our clients. So kudos to you. Thank you. And not only that too, but I think that you you also bring a lot of like things that are happening with your clients in the moment because I feel like you go through a lot of dog training and there might be a lot of repeated issues but then like new ones that you're like oh I haven't dealt with that in a long time like that's yeah. a good topic for content or ever, it, or yeah. ever. <laughs> so then it's like bringing that up it's 2021 that happens a lot these days <laughs> and I think that that's the neat thing is that you ran into the pandemic because you guys started the podcast before the pandemic and then yes where it was like already dog training is such a visual and like physical thing to do and then to transfer to that virtual space where people are like mm, do I want a dog trainer virtually to then it was like anything virtual <laughs> was like a need yeah. and everyone was like yeah. I have COVID puppies we need to train them we can't train them in person and so it just I feel like worked out beautifully in that way um yeah but it also shows you how many different ways, if anything, I thought, I think virtual has helped a lot because you can watch a video multiple times. You can re-listen to something multiple times because sometimes, you know, you're in one session and you might, especially if you're in like a group class, you might do that. And then you don't really get every aspect of that yeah. lesson. So I think mm -hmm. having different mediums works out really well for anyone's business. And just the fact that again, Something that most people would be like, oh, why would I do a podcast about my dog? You know what I mean? About dog training. Like that's dog training. How is that going to help my business? And this is proof that it really does. That you can really yeah. do any business and do a podcast as a additional way to market yourself. Additional way to create content for your clients and for potential clients as well. Yeah. And I think also the podcast industry is interesting right now because kind of anybody can jump on and, you know, be a voice for whatever they want to talk about. But part of our integrity of our podcast, what we really care about and want is that 
we've been doing this professionally for decades, like literally, you know, Scott started in California over 15 years ago, we've been working together in New England for the past 10 years. And a lot of the people that are big voices on the internet are great people, great trainers, whatever else, but they haven't touched a pet dog in, you know, five to 10 years. So things change, you know, change, there's changes in genetics and anxiety and rescues and everything else. So we're in the thick of it, like relaying, you know, timely information to people just so they can feel better versus somebody that talked at a seminar 17 years ago, this happened. That's interesting, but it's not as pertinent to today and what's happening. So that's part of our goal too, is just to say like, Hey, like you said, we're talking about our clients. And it's funny, you mentioned that because if Scott's in the middle of a package, somebody will be like, Hey, you kind of threw me under the bus on Wednesday. (laughs) We're not mentioning their names. You know, we try to be pretty discreet, but they're like, I know that was directed at me. So we kind of have to stagger our stories a little bit sometimes because our newer clients really like to get into it and listen. And I'm like, babe, like you're seeing them tomorrow. Be careful what you say. (laughs) And I love that Sherline brought up COVID dogs because there was such an onset of people adopting puppies during the COVID time, albeit because they were lonely or because they had all of this free time. However, now that the world has temporarily opened up. I'm not quite sure how long it's going to stay that way. Now they're experiencing what it's like to own a dog when you have to leave the house for a certain amount of time because you have to go into work if you work in in an office or if you work someplace outside of your home. Yeah. So what kind of suggestion, I know it's that it's a case by case basis, but what kind of like overall suggestion do you make in those type of circumstances for first time dog owners who are kind of experiencing this, not only anxiety within the, within themselves for their pup, but also pup anxiety? Yeah. Well, and that's a common thing. We're kind of joking in the profession, like, well, did COVID start in like 2013? Because a lot of the anxiety in dogs isn't necessarily new. It's just people are seeing it more now because they were home and now they're not home. So kind of our baseline, I would say, is crating is a friend of ours. Like we really like crating. It does not have to be a punishment at all, nor should it be. It's a safe haven for dogs. You know, if there's a thunderstorm, dogs will sometimes run to their crates. I'm from the Midwest. So in Chicago, we had a lot of those. I don't know the last time I heard thunder in New England. But for those of you that have thunderstorms, those are instances where the dog is seeking shelter, seeking its own space. So we would recommend um, crating the dog for meals because you're building a positive association to the crate, crating the dog overnight, and then crating the dog a couple hours a day when you're home because it's so interesting that people say, oh yeah, I crate my dog all the time whenever we leave the house, but then the dog is very used to, you're gone, I'm in the crate. The anxiety will surface sometimes if you crate your dog for an hour a day when you're cleaning. Obviously, if you have a Zoom meeting or something, it's not a good time to test out if your dog's going to be vocal and anxious. But these little things make a huge difference. And your dogs can totally sleep in the bed with you as long as there's no, you know, full on aggression issues or anything like we're all about that. We have dogs in our bed on our pillows all the time. But if they can accept sleeping in a crate at least one night a week, then they're going to be having a lot more crate time at night. You know what I mean? So it's just about the dogs being flexible, similar to how you want your kids to be able to handle a bunch of different things and be well rounded and you know, take things as they come, you know, just take life as it comes and deal with it and not have a complete meltdown. It's the same thing for our animals. So a lot of what happens with the dogs and the anxiety has happened even before COVID because the dogs aren't getting out of the house. They're not going over to kids, friends' house and, you know, dealing with their parents. They don't necessarily have teachers outside of their school. 
So all of whatever the stress level or the energy level of the house is, the dog is always kind of living within that. You know what I mean? And I think COVID has just kind of brought that to everyone's forefront more so. And people were sitting at home, you know, watching the news, having their dogs in their laps. They were using the dogs more too, you know, and the vets have seen a huge burst in their industry, which is interesting. And I love my vet so much. She's like, I don't know what it is, but maybe people were just like, you know, has that bone always been here like that all this time to you know feel around the dog? But like crazy stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, hey, he's got this run. He's got this run because we were clinging to our animals like it was the only thing left. And in some days it seemed like maybe it was, you know. They were hanging on like in the Titanic, like it was that door. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, they were pushing their husbands off, but they were hanging on to their dog. <laughs> I know I'm doing anything to get rid of the kids. Like, <laughs> and, what I, and what I heard you say is crate my kids while I'm home. Exactly. exactly. And then they get acclimated exactly. to the crate. Right. So, Sherilyn, after this, serve their, serve their meatloaf right in the We crate. go crate shopping. Like, what is a big enough crate for a 14 year old and a 10 year old that's almost <laughs> taller than me both of them <laughs> we'll work on that offline don't worry about it right now <laughs> no it's it's such incredible advice because i i i saw a huge difference i with sage for example you one of the main things you guys told me you were like are you creating her during the day like, don't forget, like, you get comfortable because you got used to Charlie and Charlie's, you know, done all yeah. the things. So he's he's good. But it's like, are you creating her during the day? And I was like, I was like OK, I'll do that again. <laughs> and, and it makes such a big difference when you're working, because, yeah. of course, you know, at first the dog's just like, what the hell? You're outside. Like, I want to be with you. Why are you, you know, creating me? And you feel a little bad. But eventually when you see the benefits of it, like. For example, in these storms that, um, you know, the, mm-hmm. south, the South recently experienced yeah. where people had to have their dogs crated either at a shelter or somewhere. And if your dog couldn't handle a crate and was going crazy, you weren't going to be yeah. able to keep your dog there. So it's like it, it, there's so many benefits to creating. And I've really like realized the importance of that. And I'm so appreciative to you guys. I really am. I, like Bethany knows all the time. I'm like, my dog trainers are amazing. I was like, I have, I have you guys <laughs> up all the time. Because I've learned so much. We appreciate it. No, I've, I've honestly, I've learned so much. And not only that, I feel like a lot of the thing that I found so weird in this whole process that I never expected was that in the training process, I learned a lot about myself and how to build yes. my own confidence in being able to handle things that like I, I didn't think I could. Because the, I, I will never forget the first day that... um we did training and it was it when you guys had your facility and I was in there and at one point Scott was like are you okay like <laughs> like it wasn't Charlie it, it, Charlie was yeah. gonna be fine but he was like are you okay like and I'm like okay I need to like compose myself and like mentally prepare myself like I'll be good I can do this I can do this but it, it really built up my confidence uh, a lot more and so good. it's it's just crazy to think that you know I came in for my dog, but then like, I'm the one who learned all these lessons and did so much. And that's when I really did realize that I'm like, you don't go in to train your dogs. You go in to train yourself to help your dog. Like it really is what it is. Well, and the dogs are a reflection of us and that's the bottom line. And you can either embrace that or that can be eye opening and scary, but 
if you're not mindful and you're not in the moment with the dog working, nobody's really learning. You know what I mean? So it forces you to be present. And it's so interesting because yeah, Scott picks up on a lot of little ticks that clients have. And half the time he'll be like, okay, like you're thinking three steps ahead. Like all you need to think about is just being right here. Like all you're doing, you're standing here, your dog's sitting here. I know you're going to start walking, but you need to focus on this before you focus on, you know, <laughs> five seconds late. And we all live like that, right? Like we're all what's happening tonight and what's happening this weekend. And you know, how are we going to close out 2021 and goals and push, push, push. But the dogs, if you're not in the moment, they're like, Hey, you're out to lunch and I'm out to lunch too. You know, so it forces us to be present. And that actually is the number one thing that helps with canine anxiety is just being present with your dog. You know what I mean? And the dog then has to be in the moment and slowing down a little bit. So kudos to you for learning about yourself and enjoying it. But sometimes that's really scary to people. They're like, oh my gosh, like I do have a weakness here. We see some of the most high powered people in New England and we get an inside look into like their like deep, dark, like marital stuff and everything because you know what I mean? Like it all comes to the surface. This is, this is the dog. This is us. This is the fiber of our family. So good job that you took that and you gained your confidence. I always thought you were confident though. <laughs> but it also just goes to show how therapeutic animals can be to people because you have to be in the now. And if your pet is important to you and you want your pet to have a good life experience, you have to, especially if you have trainers that are letting you know the inside of how to have your animal feel loved and nurtured and safe. You have to change your conduct in yeah. order to provide that. That makes so much more sense when you put that spin on it and being present so that their behavior is able to be changed. You have to change your behavior. A hundred percent. And that thing that you said about the dogs, like really having to kind of feed off of what we're doing and everything else and this loving and this nurturing and everything, a lot of that comes through structure. And when the pandemic hit and we all had to be at home, all of a sudden, everybody lost their Evan loving crap. I mean, it was like, what are we going to do? You know, and we thrive on that as humans. And it's similar to the dogs, the kids, everybody. We love structure. Kids didn't want to be sitting around the kitchen table looking at a computer screen, you know, so this loving and this nurturing that you're doing for them sometimes is just simply saying like, okay, we're going to have mealtime and it's going to be a you know certain amount of time and we're going to have this and we're going to do our walk here. And the structure is sometimes what gives the dogs that like inner clarity, if that makes sense, you know? Which is a perfect segue into the podcast that you chose Woo! for recommendation because you chose Buddha's Bootcamp as well as Shaped by Dog. And I, lis I listened to an episode from each and Sherline was like, you listened to the dog episode? I was like, I did. <laughs> she was like, like, you don't, you don't have I'm any like, pets. I and I was like, I know, but I did. I'm a goddamn professional, Sherilyn. A goddamn <laughs> professional. <laughs> I do the homework. <laughs> and ironically enough, both of the episodes that I listened, well, Buddha's boot camp. It, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like six, seven yeah. minutes of yeah. internal evaluation yeah. But Shaped by Dog actually surprised me because the episode that I listened to, it was like a couple of episodes from the one that's just recently dropped. But she was speaking about dogs' reactions to things and how we put a human emotion to dog or to any animals. 
And go ahead, Sherline, say the word. <laughs> Anthropomorphize. Yes, queen! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those syllables. Get it, girl, get it! <laughs> and, and I was like, that is so true. She was saying that when a dog is in a frenzied state, just like when a human is in a frenzied state, they can't hear anything that you're saying to them. Like, they're yep. just in that moment of fight or flight mode. Fight or flight, yep. yep. And I was like, wow, that's so intriguing when people automatically assume well he chewed up my slipper so he must be angry with me and she's like dogs don't process like that what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) so why did you choose those those two podcasts to share with us today well frankly i'm not a huge podcast listener so i'm glad there weren't more than two (laughs) because those are about the two that i listen to period but um the buddhist bootcamp podcast my husband and i have been meditating for I'd say a good year and a half, like every morning, we're pretty ritualistic about it. And we get at least 20 to 40 minutes in. And I don't know if we necessarily consider ourselves Buddhist, but this guy has um, a pretty big Facebook presence. And he's very uh, vulnerable in his what he's gone through as a person, you know, and like talking about that, but then like rising above, like showing that like, this was hard. And I went through a lot of crap. But like, now I'm here, and I'm ready to deliver and I'm ready to provide for you. So like you said, it's five to six minutes It's super easy. Listen, And it just brings up a lot of little topics that get you thinking differently about life and about being present and about being mindful. And it helps us sometimes, even with our business, just like hearing what he has to say and then imparting that wisdom onto what we're doing. So I really like Timber Hawkeye. I like a lot of what he has to say online and in his podcast. He's written a few books. I have not read those yet, but people have, you know, given those rave reviews as well. And then Susan Garrett, honestly, is one of the foundational people about how I learned to train dogs. I just, I don't, can't give her enough credit there. She is a positive reinforcement trainer out of Canada. She is a world-class agility instructor. And she actually was on our podcast. I was happy and proud of that when she was releasing her podcast, Shape by Dog, because she hadn't had a podcast yet. She's had a really successful online business and everything with different courses and stuff, but this was a new kind of space for her to venture into. And Whatever she says is going to be good information. I align with 95% of whatever Susan says. We're a little more into balance training um, than she is, and we're more advocates of that, and that's fine. But whatever anyone that owns a dog hears Susan say, they're not going to be led astray. You know what I mean? And she has so much experience. She has a lot of personality. And like you said, Bethany, it's not just always about the animal stuff. Like A lot of this dog stuff gets us back to thinking about our own personalities and our own relationships. And Susan honestly is known just as well for her marketing now as she is for dog training because she's like a big wig out there in the online dog training world. So she does seminars half the time on marketing. So a lot of this stuff that she talks about, yes, you'll be more interested if you want an animal, but it's going to get you thinking. And I like to be thinking. I like to be kind of processing and trying to be better and trying to expand our knowledge base rather than just working every day, watching TV, going to sleep, you know, rinse, repeat kind of thing. No, and I, I adore Susan Gare because um, I discovered her. It was only like maybe a year and a half ago. And it was um, uh-huh. on Karen Becker's Inside Scoop yep. Facebook group that she has. And from there, I was so intrigued. And I was like, again, I found so many similarities to everything you do, which made sense afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I thought that that, I I genuinely enjoy her approach and her personality because I think it makes it because I was surprised when I was like Bethany did you listen to it did you really and she was like I did she was like I'm gonna quiz you (laughs) (laughs) 
but she was like she was like i really enjoyed her personality she made it fun and i feel like that is her approach to training in general is that she really yeah. for the audience makes it very fun um and yeah. more engaging and relatable so it helps people who for the most part may not be that interested in training their animals or like learning about it it, it kind of you know helps you out there and and motivates you yeah and i just have to say as an aside i've been to susan's multiple times and she's just a phenomenal dog trainer like seeing someone like her working their dogs in person and getting these like revelations you know firsthand and that means everything to me because as i said earlier like a lot of people can get on and build an audience and talk a lot but the proof is in the pudding and i say that probably every week on the quirky dog i gotta tone it down with my proof is in the pudding but it's true if you're not making it happen yourself how are you going to teach other people to make it happen and Truly, some of the most phenomenal dog training that is available in the world comes through Susan Garrett. So I do have to give that minor plug too. Check out the Quirky Dog, but check out her podcast too. <laughs> and again, I do have to say that I love your approach to, even though you're a phenomenal trainer, you're still reaching out and learning from a phenomenal trainer. And that is how you continue to get ahead in business. That is how you, yep. uh, there's never uh Okay, I've learned everything there is to learn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because as soon as you start thinking in that process, you're already behind the game. Like you're mm -hmm. already losing. Yep. And finding people that not only are phenomenal at what they do, but you believe in their essence, you believe who they are as human beings, that's going to be the foundation that's going to set you up to meet other people that are like mm -hmm. her and like just learn more information. And it's just kind of like a snowball effect that all of a sudden you've acquired all of this knowledge and you've acquired this friendship. And yeah. it's like, you're double winning. So you're, <laughs> you got this podcasting like down pat. And that's why. Well, Scott gets his cigars. So that's why we're still. <laughs> he gets cigars, but you get soup. Scott gets no soup. <laughs> that's true. No soup. For, it's like a sign episode no, no soup for Scott <laughs> but just get soup the soup is amazing by the did way did you get the tomato basil I did and it is so good I do have to be completely honest and let you know that before we recorded we had a some together and Scott had to make grilled cheese and the whole to do but it is amazing and the rolls that come with it and it's such nice packaging and the ladle I'm so hopped up on the soup company <laughs> no seriously that that was us the minute we saw it like we when we got our I'm first sample, we were like we're like, oh my gosh, it, it's just beautiful. Oh they, you know, the fact that you can reuse the packaging, everything, everything. They do such a good yeah. job. And it's woman founded and she's amazing. And she, yes, she is such a pioneer in creating this gift giving experience. Um, the people that we've, we've spoken to one-on-one -on -one with Spoonful of Comfort are, her name is Anne. She is like the business director. She's actually been interviewed up for our podcast. She is just a beautiful soul. And everybody that works there is so responsive and loving. And they're literally their soup. Yeah. Like these people are like, cr yeah. like soup was made into a human form. And they all got together and they were like, we're going to work for this business. I'm going to create this business. I'm going to be the founder of this business. And uh, they're like drippy, delicious soup. Very no, good. And that's Very good. I'm wishing illness upon everyone I love. <laughs> What'd you say, Sherline? Sorry. Um, no, that it, it, it actually tastes good. Because that's the other thing. Is that like, 
Yeah. Because we were fully expecting, we were ready for like Campbell's soup quality. And no, we this got is there, we better like, than the Pan- Panera tomato soup for sure. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of the Panera tomato. But they have this like little care package if someone's not feeling well. I'm like, all right, who's sick around the country? Like, it's the cutest <laughs> thing to send. Like, what are you going to send? Cookies when someone's not feeling well or flowers? Like, send them soup. I mean, it's genius. Literally, I'm so excited about the whole situation with the soup. I mean, thanks for having me on. But the soup is really hitting a home run. That's how we suck in our gas. We're like, yeah, you can talk to me and share like, cool, 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 cool. But we're going to get you some bomb-ass soup. <laughs> bomb ass it is Bethany I'm with you there and if you use crackers and soup too like the number two at the end you'll get Uh 15% off of your packages so little so now that I'm sending sickness out (laughs) but it doesn't have to be sickness so it can also be like for graduation present we sent um one to our client because she had a because she was pregnant and she couldn't couldn't eat anything so (laughs) so we sent her soup and it was like the only thing that she could eat for a week So there are so many different celebratory ways in which you can send the soup. And they actually have a slew of ideas and suggestions for where you can send your soup, like how you can send the soup. It's just there. It's just a beautiful company. Everything about it. I I haven't had one negative experience like and we've been they've been our sponsor for over a year. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And I do have to say, because we had a reschedule there with our podcast. I had it in the fridge. I froze it. I put it back in the fridge. Tastes great. It's not like it got all crazy weird. You know, it was really good. So, and it's huge. Like there's so many potions. Soup for a week is not a joke. (laughs) And that's why Scott, all right, he can get himself a bowl. Like it's cool. He's allowed. He's allowed. By like, by osmosis, he's he's allowed to get himself some soup. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'll let him know. So... Jess, I can't believe that we've already like smashed out 35 minutes. Like it's been <laughs> such <laughs> a dream learning from you and learning about you and learning about your podcast. Tell the people in our last segment, Bisk, please. Bisk, please tell people where they can find you, where you are, where you be at. Yeah, so the best way I would say to listen to the Quirky Dog is through Apple Podcasts. We're on a lot of different platforms, but Apple Podcasts seems to be super user-friendly. There is a video version of us as well, but I, I would say Apple Podcasts is pretty much, now that people are back to work commuting, they listen in the car, they just kind of like that situation. Um, as far as if you want to learn more about Scott and I and what we have to offer, my best place to direct you for that would be our free course, caninemindshift.com. Um, it's a course that just goes over a few of the basics. Like your dog's not going to be walking down the street, you know, on a loose leash and doing a 10 minute downstay afterward. But just some of these things we're talking about, like these ideological changes that people can make within their house to get some immediate results and wrapping people's head around it. And it's not some, you know, 16 module thing that's going to take you a month to get through. It's 20 minutes, you can bang the whole thing out and, you know, learn something and think about things differently. There's some exercises for your dogs, but it's just kind of, a little glimpse of different things that we may tell you to do, you know, in in-person training or on the podcast or something else. Um, but as far as for listeners, because I assume you guys have listeners everywhere, that is the the two uh, most immediate things that I would do is check out Apple Podcasts. The Quirky Dog is our podcast. My husband, Scott, and I host it, as you guys have learned. And then Canine Mind Shift is our free course. And caninemindshift.com will get you to that. 
And that'll sign you up for our newsletter and everything else. I mean, we do in-person training in New England and we have an online business with online consults, but our main goal is to help people and just help them feel like this dog owning thing isn't as stressful as it seems to be. And it's not as daunting as what Google shows you. You know, you research something and all of a sudden you have six pages to scroll through and people are all given different opinions. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, it's, it's harder than parenting half the time now. So, you know, it, it's just dog training doesn't have to be super hard. And Scott always says it's simple, but not easy. And it's true. But the more you just simplify it down and the more you take out all this extraneous, you know, BS that you're hearing, the easier it'll be. So th- that would be where I would send out your listeners. And, you know, we have different online courses and everything else. But I think our free course, Canine Mind Shift, helps people. And it's the best bang for your buck. It's free. So that is my favorite F word. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it, re- it really is a helpful um, course to go through. And Sherline did the logo. So there you go. I mean, come on. It's, it's like family, it's like family round table left and right, even though I'm the only one eating. <laughs> I think so much of what you, you said, again, just resonates with like behavior as a whole. Like, don't Google random shit. Go to professional. Make it more concise. Stop all of this extraneous nonsense. Well, and just like you guys in the podcast industry, you know, go to someone who knows what they're doing. So like you guys are professionals. If you're working with someone and you're not seeing results within, you know, it's a little bit different in podcasting than dog training, but it should be somewhat, you know, immediate. If not, like so many people, Scott goes to the house the first time and they text him like, oh my God, this was the best thing that's happened in years. So if you are working with a professional and it's not working, find another professional. There's no harm in that. No harm, no foul, you know, but find something that works. And people seek you guys out for podcasting because you're professionals and you know what you're doing in your industry. And same things. Not all dog trainers are created equal. So find somebody that works. Uh, the quotes and the gems that are just going to be all over social media from this interview. I just cannot. <laughs> Jess Williams from Canine Healing. Thank you so much for your time. Everybody go check out all that they're doing on there and their podcast, The Quirky Dog. Why did you name it The Quirky Dog? That is such a good question. Um, It was one of those things that were like, come on, let's move quick. Let's move quick. Let's do it. And uh, we kind of liked Quirky. And then Kevin McLeod, I think his name is, had some just like generic music. So our intro to the song is literally The Quirky Dog by him. So it just was kind of like kismet. It all was coming together. <laughs> I did this myself, our logo on Canva. Like, I, it was just like, they're like, oh, it'll take you weeks. I said, no, show intro, name, logo, song, go. We're, we're going. We know what's up. But it just, it literally came together that quickly. And I'm sure you can tell from a few minutes with me, and especially if you tune into our episode, we're a little bit quirky. So (laughs) embrace the quirky, right? I love it. I love it. And that's why I think it's so important for people to name their own podcast, because it has to be something innate that resonates with you, because you're going to be saying that damn podcast name a billion times. So like, (laughs) if you hate it or somebody made it up on your behalf and you can't remember it... You're already behind the eight ball, man. You already screwed yourself. (laughs) Podcast professionals. This is what I'm talking about. Hashtag facts. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Jess, again, for being on. You're a dream and a delight. This was so great. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Have a great day. Great chowder. Everybody better order. And good rolls. The rolls, though. Did, Did you warm them up and put butter? Of course. 
I didn't put butter because I have the soup, but I mean, I got some left. I could go to the fridge for the butter. Yeah, you need. <laughs> but very good. I'm going to release you so you can go butter it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay stay super. super.